This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as uh, simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. This is The Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Now, here's Chelsea Messenger and Michael Jenkins. A preview of the College World Series is ahead with Mike Farron from Sirius XM Radio. He is in Omaha at some beautiful hotel room. <laughs> <laughs> lovely. From this lovely. angle, it looks lovely, right? Like, that's beautiful. <laughs> Good color choice. Yeah. Oh, gorgeous. Mike, let's bring you in. You're a host on MLB Network Radio. You do work for Sirius XM, the College Network, and you're right there for this College World Series. Before we get to this, I have to ask you, because I went to Texas, and Texas has a great long history at the College yeah. World Series. But have you ever seen a super regional where a team advanced after a ball got lost in the the lights, and that was a walk off for the opposing yeah. team? I, I mean, I'm not sure that I've seen any game end like that. Yeah. Not even. I mean, I mean, and then you consider that it's a winner take all game with the winner going to the college world series, the men's college world series. I mean, that was heartbreaking. Like you feel awful for those kids for Texas and, and, you know, both outfielders losing it in the twilight, the light standards are a little lower at Stanford. Apparently A&M had had some issues the week before mm-hmm. with that, but um, just a heartbreaking loss for them. But for Stanford, you know, th- this is a team that's been to Omaha three years in a row yeah. and, that's not easy to do, right? So, um, you know, that, that I would have liked to have seen that game continue just to see what happened between those two teams. But um, it's really unfortunate for Texas. It, 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 it's a, I'm, if I were a Longhorn fan, I'm not sure that I would want to go back to Palo Alto anytime soon. <laughs> yeah. yeah, forgive us if we're both bitter because uh, I'm an NC State fan and I'm still bitter about the year where NC State didn't even get to play our team like had COVID or something so don't get me started on being a fan but let's be a fan of the other teams for a moment set it up for us because I have not been following college baseball for the entirety of the season but -hmm. there are a couple teams that kind of look like they are the the power players here Wake Forest has looked absolutely dominant so far in the postseason LSU has a couple of top draft picks that are leading the way for them do you think this is a two-horse race, or do you think it's more wide open? Do you think there are any teams that can contend for the College World Series that aren't high up there on the leaderboard? Um, yeah, I mean, I think if you're looking at that list, I think Tennessee is probably the best value uh, in that. But I think, like, listen, this is a star-studded tournament. There are no less than 10 
likely first rounders from next month's draft that are playing in this. We don't like you're lucky to get 10 over three years. Usually, you know, if you have freshman, sophomore, juniors in a uh, men's college world series, we have 10 first rounders for this year. I think there's no less than 20 first round picks over the next three seasons. And maybe with the exception of Oral Roberts, they're kind of spaced out between the teams that are playing. So there's a ton of talent here. Wake, you're right, is the team that is on a heater right now. I, I had the Winston-Salem Super Regional. It was an absolute, I mean, demolition of a very good Alabama team in the second game. They have been blowing out opponents. They have only played four one-run games all year, which is just amazing. I mean, that's how they've been been taking down their opponents. And I know LSU is ahead of Florida on the line, but Florida is arguably the most talented team in this field. They're the number two overall seed. They're going to run out, um, you know, a guy who wasn't signed as a third rounder last year in Brandon Sprout. They're going to run out one of, a first rounder for this year in Hurston Waldrop and a first rounder for next year in Jack Caglione, who the, as their three starters and Caglione also leads the nation in home runs. You know, his nickname is Jack Tani. So that's a really, really talented team. I think Florida is one of those squads that you look at, and this is a fascinating matchup with them in Virginia. Virginia has one of the best offensive teams that Virginia has ever had. That's the opener. I mean, the, the matchups that we have are incredible. This is going to be just a, a really, really great next 10 days. Mike, when you look at a team like Oral Roberts, 25 to 1, they're the outlier here, the least favored team to win it all. But they have a guy in Jonah Cox who has a 47-game hitting streak, which is just remarkable. So I wanted to get your thoughts on what he's done and if Oral Roberts has a fighting chance here. Yeah, I mean, Oral Roberts is, like, it's weird to say that the underdog is a 51-win team, but, I mean, like, that's what they are. I mean, they're, they're yeah. very good. Um, they're veteran. They ha- are experienced. Cox is dynamic at the top of, uh, uh, near the top of their lineup. I mean, he runs well. He uses the whole field. He's got a little bit of pop. Um, they have other guys in that lineup, like Blaze Brothers, whose name is awesome, but he's also a very good player. Um, Matt Hogan, um, who is, you know, played at a couple of SEC schools, is a very good hitter, and their closer, Cade Denton, is the, you know, probably the best relief pitcher in this tournament. So, yeah, I think that Oral Roberts definitely has a chance. I mean, this is a this is a lot of transfers, a lot of of juniors and seniors on this roster, guys that have a lot of experience. And that tends to play well. They're just running into a team that's every bit as hot as they are in TCU in the opening game. And so um, I'm curious to see where it goes. I think that they have a chance, but I think they're probably appropriate to be the least favored to win it. Is there any dynamic that playing at Omaha uh, changes the calculus here? Because I remember a couple years ago, it was Mm -hmm. rumored that it's really tough to hit home runs and it changes the offense for some of these teams that are really reliant on the long ball. Is that still the case, or has like mm-hmm. the new bats or anything changed this? Is it still really hard to hit a home runs at, at Omaha? Yeah, it it's not easy, and it, it's a good pitcher's ballpark for a couple of reasons. One, it was designed with the prevailing winds in the summer blowing in, I think in part because Rosenblatt Stadium, which hosted the Men's College World Series for you know, decades, um, the prevailing winds howled out of there, right? You basically hit a ball into the zoo. <laughs> like it was so, it, it was easy to hit homers there. So that was part of the design with it. Um, and then that came in right at the time when they deadened the bats. And so for the first couple of years, it was very, very difficult. It plays a little bit more fair now, but there's also a ton of foul territory there, which is a huge advantage for the pitchers. So it's, it is, 
there are days that I can play really, really, really big. And yeah, that will impact the power hitters. But there are a couple of lineups in here, and I think Wake is one of them. Virginia's another that aren't necessarily reliant on the home run for a huge percentage of their runs scored. I think that Virginia, or, excuse me, Tennessee is the team that actually relies on it the most. But we'll see. I mean, it's just going <laughs> to, just like anything else, it's going to depend on which way the wind is blowing. And yesterday during batting practice, guys were making it look smaller than it looked five or six years ago. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We're talking with Mike Farron, host on MLB Network Radio, also host on the Sirius XM College Network. He is live in Omaha. Mike, how much strategy goes into the CWS just because of the double elimination nature? I know Mm -hmm. it's always like this, but you sort of have to decide when you're going to start your guy and who you're going to go with early on based on who you're facing. And so this is a real managerial challenge for a lot of these teams. Yeah, I think you'll see, because of the quality of competition, most teams play it straight up. I think there are a couple places yeah. where you could see aces go in game two, which you know, are either putting you in a position to be in the driver's seat, right? If you're 2-0, and oh, um, you basically have to win one more game to get to the finals. If you're 0-1, oh uh, or, or you know, if you get into that 0-1 game, like, you have to win to keep your season alive. So I would say that the two possibilities are um, Chase Dolander for Tennessee may not start the opener. He's their best pitcher. He's going to be a, a top 15 pick, but he had kind of moved into what we would call the Saturday role um, earlier this season. And Andrew Lindsay has been the guy that has fronted the rotation of late. So fr- Friday nights tend to be the best starters in college. And so we call their aces or their, their top starters, the Friday guy with Stanford. It's a really interesting take with Quinn Matthews, who is their most successful pitcher. He was the PAC 12 pitcher of the year, but he also garnered a lot of attention because he threw 156 pitches in his last start in a 16 strikeout complete game against Texas. And he threw 180 pitches in the regional before making a start, having a couple days off and then throwing another 60 some out of the bullpen. And so um, I'm curious to see what Stanford does with him. He is their best chance to win, but also you want to protect him a little bit and especially probably coming off of uh, an outing like that. So it would not be surprising to see Matthews go into a game two. But they haven't made any announcements on that as of yet, um, you know, seeing as both of those teams play tomorrow. As we know across all sports, certain teams just match up better against other teams. Are there any of these first-round matchups that you're eyeing and saying, hey, this team may not be as good as this other team, but they're a good matchup for said team? Because we have Oral Roberts, TCU, UVA, Florida, Mm -hmm. Wake Forest, Stanford, and LSU, Tennessee. Any of those matchups catch your eye? 
Yeah, I mean, I think the matchups to me, I don't think that there's a there's an imbalance or or one that I would go, you know, this is this this is a team that matches up well. I think they're pretty compelling matchups. I mean, I think Wake, you know, especially if Quinn Matthews doesn't go, I think Wake has a huge advantage both on the mount of the plate. Listen, Sanford's lineup is really good, but Wake also, you know, had the lowest ERA in the country as a team by, uh, I think, almost a full run over number two Tennessee. Um, so their pitching is excellent, and we just kind of talked about what kind of ballpark it is, and so it should play really well for them against that Stanford offense. Um, I think that might be a little bit more of a mismatch than it would seem like. Um, but then again, it's tough to determine whether or not anything's you know, anybody matches up well with Wake. I mean, they're the most complete team in the country right now. So um, that would be one, I guess. But otherwise, I mean, it's, you know, like you've got LSU and Florida playing in the Saturday night game. Like, that's a great rivalry. Those are two really good teams. LSU's offense is terrific. Tennessee pitching has been great. You're probably going to see Paul Skeen start for LSU, who probably will be the number two overall pick in the draft and may win the Golden Spikes Award, just won the Hauser Trophy. Like, he's been the most dominant pitcher in college baseball this year. And so I'm I'm really curious to see that matchup more because it's there's history, there's a rivalry, there are SEC opponents, and you've got one of the best pitchers in the country going against a team that, you know, was – number two to them to open the season. I mean, those were the top two teams in most of the polls to open the year. And Tennessee had a tremendous year last year. They're not quite as offensive as a year ago, but I think that's just from a, a just a fun matchup standpoint, I think that one's going to be great. Mike, when you hear people talk about baseball and places you could visit, you know the, the usual suspects. It's Wrigley, it's Fenway, what have you. Mm-hmm. I have heard people say, and I know this is college baseball, if you want an incredible atmosphere, something that you would not anticipate, you need to go spend some time yeah. in Omaha at the College World Series, which wouldn't necessarily be in a top 10 list for most people. But can you give us an idea of what it's like to experience this there in Omaha? Because it really does become the center of the college baseball universe. Yeah, I mean, I think it's it's a festival of baseball is the way I would describe it. It's because it's not just, you know, it, it's not two teams and you're going back and forth between the two cities like you have in, in the Major League Baseball World Series. This one is special because you have eight teams in one spot the community more than rolls out the red carpet for it. I mean, they are so excited every year to have it here. The players get involved around the community during the course of the week. There's a t- like a basically a, an outdoor carnival outside the ballpark. I mean, there's concerts late at night um, that are loud at the bars into the wee hours of the morning on the weekend. There's tons of stuff for kids to do, you know, play areas and, you know, like fast pitch machines and all sorts of stuff that's outside the ballpark. And, then you get to see, especially in the first four days of the tournament, you'd see all eight teams compete because it is double elimination. And so it, it's it's just a really great event, and it is a lot of fun. And if you are a baseball fan, it should be a bucket list item because you know, Omaha, can, depending on what city you're in, it can be really easy to get to. You can get a direct flight to Omaha. It's got a decent-sized airport. It's a bigger city, I think, than people realize. It's kind of like Kansas City light in terms of the population. Um, great restaurants here. The the old market district is a lot of fun to hang out in. Um, and that's like within walking distance of the ballpark. The ballpark being right downtown has its advantages, even though it doesn't have the same history that Rosenblatt did yet. But it is really, really a cool event. It is a ton of fun. And I, I would highly recommend anyone who's a baseball fan experience it at least once. And if they can, they got to find the same hotel room you're in. You know, just get yeah, the full I mean, Omaha experience, you know? I mean, nothing has ever been more taupe than this wall, right? 
hope. That's a perfect way to put it. He's a host on the Major League Baseball Network radio and on the Sirius XM College Network in Omaha to cover the College Baseball World Series. It is Mike Farron. Mike, we really appreciate the time. Thank you. Yeah, no problem. Take care. For more, listen to The Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Weekday mornings from 6 to 9 Eastern on the BeckQL Network, the Odyssey app, or wherever you get your podcasts.